0: Welcome to Japanese Made Easy, where we use advanced techniques like pattern recognition and contextual learning so you can quickly and easily start speaking Japanese. Hi, Greg here. Welcome to Japanese Made Easy, Episode 6. Keep in mind that these lessons are cumulative and everything needs to be mastered up to this point, so please be sure to start at lesson one. In the last episode, we learned to say where we are going. In this episode, we'll focus on asking a variety of related questions. First, let's learn our first question word. Please repeat. Doko, doko. Searching and searching, you say, I can't find my keys. DOKKO. Did I put them? Just as I got home, my roommate was getting ready to leave. I'm heading out, he said. Wanna come? I replied, well, it depends. DOKKO. Are you going? I asked. So, in English, we'd say, where? In Japanese, DOKKO. Here's a trick most polyglots and memory experts use, and it really does help when dealing with a lot of new vocabulary. When possible, I like to make what I call a power phrase to help with recall in case I get stuck. Basically, a power phrase is a mnemonic device that contains the pronunciation and meaning of the word. This one is taken directly from the Japanese Mastery Method course. The power phrase for doko I like to use is Where are you going? Don't go. Of course, don't go isn't exactly doko. But it's close enough to remind you, if necessary. So just remember, where are you going? Don't go. From don't go, we get... "noko." So let's get a feel for how it's used. Keiko can't find the TV remote, so she asks her husband... <laughs> sounds like a short version of remote control to me. リモコン Try asking somebody where the remote is. リモコンどこ? Try asking a family member where the sandwiches are.
1: サンドイッチどこ?
0: Try asking your roommate where Kenji is.
1: ケンジどこ?
0: So those are really casual short sentences with particles dropped. We'll come back to these types of questions in a bit. We haven't officially covered the no particle, but I'm guessing you're familiar with it as it's generally taught early on in Japanese studies. Just in case, though, let's run through some examples really quick. I'll just use the pattern and then you take over. Tom grabbed lunch at the convenience store for a bunch of friends that were over. As he hands people their food, he says who they're for. He sets a sandwich in front of Jill, saying, Jill no As he sets a hot dog in front of Kevin, he says, Kevin no As he sets a piece of pizza in front of Ron, he says, Ron no pizza. Bill just wanted coffee, so as Tom sets the coffee in front of Bill, what would he say? So this usage of no is used for possession or ownership, as in Jill's sandwich, Jill-no-sandwich. The thing is, though, there are a variety of different uses of the no-particle that have nothing to do with possession, and we'll get into a new one later in this lesson. Before we do that, though, let's pick up a usage of the wa-particle, just as we're doing with ga and ni and no, we're going to learn little bite-sized easy to digest usages of particles as we go. Then we'll master the ability to use it when speaking, and only then do we want to add a new and different usage. So, follow along. Recalling our where's the remote question?
1: リモコンどこ?
0: Again, this is very casual and very short, so the particle is dropped in natural speech. If the particle hadn't been dropped, though, grammatically speaking, we would have this. リモコンはどこ? We then heard... サンドイッチどこ? Grammatically speaking, though, with the particle in place...
1: サンドイッチはどこ?
0: Then we heard the short and casual.
1: Kenji doko?
0: And what would it be if we weren't dropping the particle?
1: Kenji wa doko?
0: So far, so good. And do we care that wa is a topic marker? Or wait, is it the subject marker? Or wait, is Kenji an object? And so we want to use a marker on him? No, no, and no. It doesn't help when you're in the middle of a fast conversation. Forget that stuff. Here's the huge grammatical takeaway you need to remember. Are you ready? If you're asking where something is, use the wa particle and doko together. It's just that simple. Not dropping the particle just for practice, ask, where's the remote? リモコンはどこ? Why did we use wa and not some other particle? Because when we're asking where something is, we use something wa doko. Speaking of your family pet you haven't seen in a while, ask where is the cat. doko. Really you would probably use the cat's name, so let's ask where is Momo? doko. Search Google for momo in Japanese, and I'm sure some pictures will come up. Not of the cat, but the fruit. Notice the use of chan, which is an attachment for names used for female friends, pets, kids, etc. Really quick quiz. Two questions. What particle and what question word do we use when asking where something or someone is? Wa and doko. We will talk about the SLT for this usage of wa, but for now, just keep your focus on the idea that asking where something is, is a something wa doko pattern. Okay, so with that, let's get into the polite version of the question. This is another thing that is pretty much picked up on day one of Japanese studies, so we won't spend too much time on it. What's important is to be skilled enough in Japanese to be able to switch between polite and casual without too much thinking about it. So, with that in mind, Chuck just came to Japan and needs to buy some small appliances for his apartment. He asks an employee where various things are. First, he wants one of these. コーヒーメーカー He can't find them, so he engages an employee, saying
2: すみません。すみません. And then, coffee
0: The employee leads the way, and Chuck is all set. Needing to stock the refrigerator, Chuck heads to do some grocery shopping. He wants some mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. First, he practices his pronunciation. Mayonnaise. Then he asks, マヨネーズはどこですか? The employee leads the way and shows him the mayonnaise options. By the way, customer service in Japan is really, really good. So, when I mention that the employee leads the way, they really do. Now that you're comfortable with it, let's go ahead and talk about the SLT for this particular usage of wa. In this example,
1: コーヒーはどこですか?
0: We can replace wa with the idea of regarding. So if we're looking for coffee in a grocery store, literally this would be asking coffee wa, where is? Replacing wa, coffee, regarding it, where is? This idea of wa as regarding will come into play a lot. But that's not the only usage. So again, now that you know that, still just focus on the idea of the pattern. Asking where something is is a something wa where is it pattern. We have mayonnaise, so let's round it out by getting some. Ketchup. Ketchup.
2: Ketchup.
0: Unable to find the ketchup, that is, he didn't notice it sitting right there next to the mayonnaise, how would Chuck ask where it is? At the previous store, how did he ask where the coffee makers are? And at the beginning of the lesson, Keiko asked, That was short and casual, so the wa is in there grammatically, but just dropped. Try asking a store employee where the remotes are.
1: リモコンはどこですか?
0: And do you recall the word he used before that?
2: すみません
0: Most books or videos these days will tell you that すみません means either excuse me or I'm sorry. It can translate as that depending on the situation. It could also translate as thank you. I like to think of the super literal translation which is Sorry to have bothered you in some way. Here are some examples. You walk into a small shop and there isn't a clerk. You want to let somebody know you are there and that they should come out of the back room to help you. To get somebody's attention, you could loudly say すみません Or you accidentally step on a person's toe すみません I was at the park, and another parent helped my kid get a drink from the drinking fountain. I thanked them for helping my kid out by saying, Sen. That is, sorry to have bothered you in some way. Okay, last one, and we'll take a break. First, just listen.
2: Noteパソコン Noteパソコン
0: I have a desktop computer at home, but I'm thinking of buying a smaller, more portable Noteパソコン Finally, I did get one. Now, when I want to get stuff done while having coffee at a coffee shop, I work on my
2: Noteパソコン
0: We're kind of getting two words for the language input cost of one. A desktop or computer, generally speaking, is パソコンパソコン And from the idea of notebook computer, we get ノートパソコンノートパソコン Or laptop. Try saying, Excuse me, where are the laptop computers?
1: すみません。ノートパソコンはどこですか? すみません。ノートパソコンはどこですか?
0: And referring to computers in general or desktop computers, try. Excuse me, where are the computers? And I can't resist. Why did we use wa and not some other particle for these questions? Because when we ask where something is, we use wa and doko. It's just that simple. And now here's your tip of the day from Japanese Made Easy. Before coming to Japan the first time, I figured knowing how to ask where something is would be good. So I memorized how to ask, where's the train station? Then I added words such as entrance and exit. That was my first construction. A week before going to Japan, I remember walking around my apartment practicing asking where things are. Basically just talking out loud to myself. Where's the train station? Where's the exit? Where's the entrance? And I knew the word for spinach. I started adding words I didn't know in Japanese to the construction. ka? Refrigerator ka? toenail clippers, Wadokodeska, so me and a few other Americans get to Japan for the job we had, and a few days into training, we had some time off, so we went to a nearby botanical garden. Later, we decided to leave, but weren't sure which direction the exit was, as the place was kind of like a maze. I thought this is my chance, I got this, So I walked up to a Japanese person and asked. Where is the exit? 出口はどこですか? And they started giving directions. I didn't understand, and ultimately they ended up pointing us in the right direction. But it was a great feeling. I had communicated successfully. So, what's the language learning point here? Practice grammatically correct constructions, and just get good at substituting vocabulary where it fits. It was that type of practice before I went to Japan that enabled me to ask where the exit was correctly and with confidence. And, if need be, I could always ask where the spinach was, too. Okay, imagine you're walking and looking at your phone and you accidentally bump someone's arm. No big deal, but best to say something. What might you say? If you end up holding the door for someone who has kids or is carrying a bunch of stuff or giving up your seat on the train for somebody, how might they thank you for the little bit of perceived trouble they may have caused you? And yes, there are other ways to say thank you, but I just wanted to give you the inside scoop and SLT for this one. I want to add another usage of the NO particle, This is completely unrelated to the previous idea of belonging to or ownership. Kenji tells his girlfriend that he'll handle finding a place to eat for dinner. She's waiting and ready to go, so he searches on his phone and finds a good place. Okay, I've decided. His girlfriend asks, どこ行く? So let that simmer for a second and listen to this one. Kenji's headed out the door and his girlfriend is on the couch in her pajamas with a really bad cold. As Kenji heads out the door, she asks, どこ行くの? Let's do one more set. We'll stick with Kenji being the one to do things so it doesn't get confusing. This time, pay attention to the answers to get a feel for the difference between just どこ行く? and どこ行くの? Kenji has been looking for places they can go on the weekend. He tells his girlfriend that he's found a good place. She asks him, どこ行く? The answer is along the lines of, We are going to go to some hot springs in Osaka. Compared to, Kenji is headed out the door and his girlfriend just got out of the shower. Her hair is dripping wet. Clearly, she is not about to go anywhere. She asks, どこ行くの? He responds, literally, bill, then the particle to, then Burger King ni, the target location of, iku, or go. We'll talk about this slightly different usage of to in just a bit. So, to recap, when we heard The situations were that both Kenji and his girlfriend were going to go to a place. And so the translation would be, Where are we going to go? When we heard, The first time, Kenji's girlfriend was sick and on the couch, not going anywhere. The second time, just out of the shower, hair still wet, clearly not going with him. So she's asking, where are you going? Or, where are you going to go? I'll come back to why these are translated differently in just a minute. Like, yo, no in this situation acts as a sentence-ending particle. In this case, a common way of asking questions in Japanese, and the feeling is that the listener is being asked for some sort of response or explanation of their actions versus pure small talk. Like asking a checkout person at the grocery store in Western countries, how are you? We don't really expect or care about an answer, it's just small talk. To keep the idea clear, let's call this asking for some degree of clarification with the casual question ending note. I mention clarifying because these questions will often carry the nuance of the speaker wanting some degree of clarification. It can be anywhere from just a normal question to wanting some clarification, all the way to an accusation. It really just depends on the context of the situation and how the question is asked. That sounds confusing, but I'll give an example in English so you get the feel. The question is, you ate the last cookie? It could be, I was wondering who it was that ate it, and not a big deal. You ate the last cookie, no? Yeah, I didn't think anybody else would want one. Or maybe the person just got done saying how they were being really strict about their diet, so I ask, You ate the last cookie, Noel? A little surprising, inviting some clarification on why this is. I know I was just saying all of that, but I was really hungry. Or I had a note on that cookie. It said, Greg's cookie, do not eat with a picture of a skull and crossbones. So, I deliver the question this way. Basically, an accusation. O-M-G, you ate the last cookie, no. Don't worry too much about that, as it is nuance you'll get used to it. Simply put, we're just using no to ask questions of another person regarding something about their situation. This is the reason for the different translations of
1: どこ行く?
0: and The no on the end is asking a question of a person about their deal, what they did, or a situation related to them, and wanting a bit of an explanation. Let's do a couple examples, then we'll wrap it up. Let's flip the script. Kenji is now asking his girlfriend. She's been texting on her phone and is headed out the door. Kenji asks She replies Literally, Keiko to Starbucks ni go yo. In natural English, we translate this as I'm going to Starbucks with Keiko. In episode 3, we learned that to was and, but it's not much of a stretch to think of it as with. After all, we could say me and Keiko are going to Starbucks. So, to can translate as and or with depending on the situation. One more time, Kenji asked, どこ行くの? And the reply was,
1: Keikoとスタバに行くよ?
0: The next day, Kenji and his girlfriend are at the mall and she says she wants to have McDonald's for lunch. Kenji remembers a Burger King in the mall, but not McDonald's. He wants to clarify, so asks, A McDonald's exists? There's a McDonald's? She replies, Literally, yeah, exists. Or, yeah, there is one. So, those are a few examples of using no to make questions in casual speech. We'll get into the polite version in the next episode. For now, see if you can say the following. First, try saying, I'm going to Mr. Donut's with Keiko. The word order will be Keiko with Mr. Donut's target location of go. Give that a try.
1: Keiko to
0: As a person heads out the door, ask, where are you going?
2: どこいくの?
0: You can put putに in there if you want to, but in such a short, casual sentence, it's more natural to drop it. Try this one. Where are we going to go? Or where do you want to go, but implying that we are going together. どこいく? A friend says they're going to Tokyo.
1: 東京にいく。
0: that's new, interesting, surprising, or you're just curious to know more about it. So, how would you ask, you're going to Tokyo? 東京に行くの? And finally, how would you translate this reply?
1: Um, Kenji to.
0: Literally, yeah, Kenji with. Naturally, yeah, with Kenji. Alright, great job with all of that. I've got some pretty big news to announce. In addition to the main Japanese Mastery Method course, we also have a new course available called Fluency in Casual Japanese. The fluency course is basically just as the title says, a lot of construction practice and speaking exercises and all in casual Japanese. It's essentially designed to develop your speaking speed along with your ability to say longer sentences and expand what you're able to talk about. That course is live and ready at the main Japanese Mastery Methods site. I've also started working on the Wa-Ga Masterclass. Those two particles are such a headache for students that they really deserve an entire mini course. Anyway, sorry for the bit of promotion there, but the Fluency and Casual Japanese course is really good and it will help you improve. As usual, I've made an extra practice version of today's lesson, You can grab that over at JapaneseMadeEasy.com. See you in the next episode. This has been another episode of Japanese Made Easy. For additional practice audios and downloads, visit JapaneseMadeEasy.com.